Welcome to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors 2 podcast. Recorded in Central Texas. Broadcasting to the world. Join your hosts and their weekly guests for insight, advice, guidance, and ideas to help your ministry flourish and help you take care of yourself. Now, with a combined 35 years of ministry experience, your hosts, Jacob Taylor and Jeremy Hellums. What's up, guys? A long-awaited episode 18. Uh, Like we said in the last episode, 17, you know, summers are busy, and we we are basically just doing this when we can during the summer. Yep. Yep. Uh, It is a late Saturday night. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are uh, squeezing this recording uh, in between what we had VBS today and church in the morning. So, like you said... Summers are busy. We're squeezing every episode in. Uh, it's been a while. It's been. It feels like we haven't done this. What? It feels like two weeks. Well, you know, I uh, I think it's a little bit longer for you, maybe, because yeah. it seems like because uh, you know Amanda and I did our interview without you, and so you and I just kind of did the intro and the outro together after you listened to the interview. I guess that's so true. So to do like a whole episode, you and I haven't done a whole episode. In like three weeks, wow. at least, maybe three and a half weeks. And so, yeah, it does probably seem more like forever to you than it does to me. But then again, it has been a, a moment since we have um, sat down and, and have recorded an episode, obviously. So. I had to, uh, I, I don't have a permanent setup for when I record. So I, I have a, a tote that I put everything in. So if I do record in my office at church or if I need to set up at home, I can just, you know, and I had to, there was uh, dust on my microphone. and I was Oh, like, no, mm. no, there was not dust on your microphone. I was like, man, it's been too long. I mean, even the intro and outro feels like it was a month ago, and it might have been a month ago, but, uh, man, it's, like I said, it's t- tough. Like, even when you try to, you think, okay, now we're going to have time, it something comes up school like for the, the the church or something like like now i was like the other day i yeah. was sit, sitting in my office after i had staff meeting on wednesday sitting in my office and i was like okay things are gonna slow down but then the pastor asked me hey you gonna do anything for back to school and i was like uh was it planning on it I didn't know if my budget would allow it since we just went to camp and he was like nope make it happen so now now I'm making it, planning this whole back to school thing uh, in August. So. Or something, huh? Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I did that one time, and it just so happened to co- coincide with Tommy Toombs. He was in town, and he was looking for just a little extra uh, electrical side gig. And so he, uh, I don't even know, he was like in Colleen or something. And I drove him over, and he did a little. Oh, Tommy Tombs, you remember him? Like little, the, the did, magician. Well, he does a little little magic stuff, but he's more more. He does a little routine where he he's short anyway. I mean, he's probably five three, maybe. I don't know. See, I'm five five and a half, and he's short to me, which is <laughs> you know that's pretty short because I got to throw the half in because that's five five is not yeah, tall right. enough for me. Five five and a half though. But uh, little uh, Tommy Tombs does a, a character, little Tommy Tombs. Or little Tommy, and he puts the overalls on, and he acts like a little kid. He runs around, ah! And uh, anyways, he just 
It's anyways, I don't know why I'm talking about Tommy Tombs, but it worked out really well because it was like a ton of elementary kids and he's fine oh, yeah. enough for the for the junior high and the, even the high school to to get a kick out of. So Yeah, you when you know when it's so dumb that it's still funny, like Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's out of Tennessee, so you, you know, it was kind of one of those things that I don't want to say like it just all worked out just perfectly yeah. the way it all worked out, so it's I'm a, I'm sure I'm sure the Lord had a hand in it. Yeah, the odds of him being in Central Texas at that time. Uh, yeah, it worked out. Right. It worked out really good. Yeah, I remember well, him from Highland. Go Lakes. ahead. I remember him from Highland Lakes. Uh, didn't he come out to Highland Lakes a couple times? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, like a like a he was a feature almost every summer. Yeah, there for a while. There for a while, it was a good streak of him being there. So yeah, that's the only reason I know him. I don't. I don't look him up or anything, but. Speaking of Highland Lakes um, and and camp in general, uh, we're actually going to do kind of like a camp debrief show. I don't I don't want to spoil the 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 kind of a talk back time we like to do at the beginning of the show, but that was a nice segue. I don't want to go into the show just yet, but uh, yeah. we're going to be talking about camp because Jacob just got back from camp. Well, a week ago now, a week ago to yesterday, but you worked still. a solid. You were so you went to camp, came home Friday last week. Uh, did Sunday, and then worked us all the week, and then you did VBS today, right? Yeah, yeah, we had a one day VBS today, and yeah, <sighs> pedal to, say, to the metal, baby. To say that I'm exhausted is, <laughs> yeah, but I'm I am going on a fishing trip this week, coming up weekend. I'm leaving town Friday. Friday's my birthday, uh, and I have permission. For from my wife and my employer that I get Friday off. So I'm leaving town headed south to the coast and getting away for two or three days. So uh, it's like I we've talked about in the past, the beach, is my, the sea, deep sea fishing, all that stuff is my, uh, you know, my place where I uh, regenerate and uh, focus on me and, kind of just get away and uh, i'm stoked about our fishing trips i have different types of fishing planned hopefully saturday night works out that's that's the thing i've been really working on for years to hopefully get to that point to i mean i don't know why i'm not telling y'all uh shark in inland shark fishing is uh so you fish off the beach for sharks and that's what i've been uh studying uh, buying the stuff to do for the last man, it, it's something that me and my dad talked about doing. Uh, and when he got sick and all that stuff, it obviously took the back burner. And uh, we had hopes that before he uh, got to a point where he couldn't do anything, that we would make it down there. But he just got sick too fast. But uh, so this trip is hopefully that milestone that I've been working hard, studying, learning, and how to do what to do. Uh, to do little shark fishing on Saturday afternoon, evening, and uh, I'm stoked about that. Like, I, 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 I lay in bed at night thinking about. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I'm not even looking to get like a four or five hundred pound bull shark. I, if I catch a sixty pound black tip, hey, my day is made. The trip was successful. I can go home and tell everybody that I call caught a shark inland like on the inland shark fishing. So hopefully you'll join me down there, but we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out, right? Yeah, I'm 
really dependent on you showing up because I can't handle uh, the sharks by myself. Well, Morgan's coming too, right? Yeah. So his wife's birthday is on Saturday. So Kel- my birthday's Friday. Kelsey's is on Saturday. Uh, I don't know how uh, that's going to work out because he's he's cooking dinner for her on Saturday um, and all that. So I don't I know what you. time. There's a certain time that I would like to be out there uh, before sunset. So yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. But hey, it's fishing. If I catch something or not, still a good trip. So I'm more of a caster. Well, I I, I go casting. Is what I go do. Well, if you join me Saturday and things don't <laughs> things don't work out on the beach, we can hit the 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 pier in Port A, and I've had pretty good success up there. So, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Up. I'm not gonna lie. I just watched a video on pier fishing, mm-hmm. coast fishing, and jetty fishing, literally probably six hours ago, and uh, I was intrigued. So it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've done I my last trip went down there in uh, January. I did I did all of it. I where I stayed was uh, in a bay, so I was able to uh, basically fish at night or off the, basically right next to where I was staying. Fish then, whenever you wanted to, right? Yeah, really. Basically, and then in the morning I'd go sleep a little bit, and then in the morning I started out and uh, went to the jetties and. Port A and uh, the wind was so bad at that time that man it was it was rough being on the jetty uh, it was I was wet all day just because of the wind off the water uh, then I moved to the the pier and then it was like the wind calmed down the sun came out and then I was catching just random fish I called it blowfish uh I was like, man, this is. Do you touch that when you take it off? You get the glove, or how do you do that? I pliers, I guess. I grabbed pliers, the hook, the the pliers with the hook, uh, the hook with the pliers, and just basically shook it until it came off. You don't touch uh, uh, blowfish at all. Like, it makes me want to Google a blowfish. You know, you know, it's like a puffer fish. You know, like, yeah, yeah, they they like the right, yeah, and that yeah. He was like, "Oh man, they're ugly looking." I just no, I went ahead and googled it on the side over here, man. That's there some ugly looking. You can like eat them, but you have to eat them a certain way, certain right? Way. You can only eat certain parts or something like that. Yeah. So well, I'm I'm not even gonna no touch that. So no, no. Oh my gosh, yeah, they kind of you know their eyeballs in their mouth are kind of cute though. It was interesting. I didn't even so know he was on there uh, until I went to check you know check lines and. Yeah. Uh, so Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So I'm excited about that. But that's, I mean, that's just part of taking care of yourself during a busy time in life. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And that's kind of kind of part of our mission too, right? Encourage right. Uh, encourage uh, pastors and volunteers and worship pastors and those that serve in the ministry to uh, carve out that time for yourself. Because uh, we, uh, I think over the last four months if we've learned anything that's probably key to uh avoiding burnout you know yeah and i i don't think i would actually be doing it unless like if we haven't talked about it so much because typically i'd try not to miss a lot of sundays in the year yeah and uh i 
we have a family trip in uh, October down to South Platte. Uh, it's something that my family's trying to do mm-hmm. yearly, just to go down there and uh, rent a house and spend the weekend there. So I try not to take too many Sundays off, but I knew at this point, like, yeah, I need to need to stop because it's been a, 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 I wouldn't say rough, but busy two months. Uh, and then when you come back from camp and as an introvert that, you know, needs time away from people to kind of like, mm, you go from, I mean, especially being by, by vocational, there is no time to recover from camp. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, and then you have BBS and all the work that goes into that. And, uh, so, you know, camp is great, but you know, it, it wears on you. And that's why I decided maybe that that timing of the trip was perfect. So, yeah. Well, um, and speaking of camp, um, you, you spent a week at camp and you took what, you took like 14 kids. Uh, those 15, of us, 15 of us total. Okay. Uh, and I had, um, so there's three adults, uh, including me. My there's me and my wife, and then uh, uh, a parent that's never, never been on a uh, trip. Uh, they they she's been to like children's camp and all that stuff, but her daughter was you know now in the youth, and now it's as and and you know the, there's a rule that you have so many females or males that you have to have enough. Well, and usually I have it. I used to have an intern that would fill that spot, but uh, she's moved on. And uh, I asked Priscilla, and she was like, "Yeah, I would love to." And I tell you what, uh, we went into the week. Even she was skeptical because you know you don't know what to expect out of you know how you're gonna act, like how you're gonna be, because you don't. One, you kind of have to turn off being a mother or, or a father when you you go on a trip like that because. If you do, then you kind of take away from the student. And she, and I didn't even have to talk to her about that. She knew. And she was like, I have to distance myself from my daughter. And she did a really good job of it. And she was, uh, I mean, just going into the weekend, she was nervous. One, uh, there's a fun thing. Uh, she's only spent one night away from her husband. Uh, and that was just one single night in the last 20 years. And so when I picked him up, I ended up picking him up in the van because uh, Scott had to had like a doctor's appointment, and uh, she, uh, he told me he's like, this is the first time she's been gone longer than one night in twenty in their twenty years of marriage. And he's like, Bring her. wow, yeah. And so she, he was. That's like, why you were praying for Scott to survive. <laughs> <laughs> we made jokes when I was leaving. I was like, listen, if I when I drop them off when we get back, and you're in your front yard in your underwear with red paint on your face. It's, hunting for squirrels we're gonna understand so don't feel bad yeah, yeah it's all good so uh <laughs> but she she did a great job and she uh like i said she we didn't know what she, she didn't know so i had faith in what she would how she would handle everything and uh i don't think she had faith in herself because you know you, it's hard to not be mom when you don't need like in the camp situation uh and she she did great and then in, in the videos that i put out for uh, the church to see uh she played she was playing basketball she she was playing we played horse at one time and uh she she helped she here's the thing about me is that i'm not very 
I, there's things I forget to do or bring. And every time I would forget something, like like I had a box of pins or enough pins for everybody to do activities that we had. Um, I would be like, crap, crap, I don't have this. And I looked to her and she's like, oh, I got it. So in a way she was being a mom, but for like Amanda and I, because we weren't like responsible enough to, you know, keep up with everything. She would keep up with the kids. She would know where they were going. Uh, man, she did a really good job. So, uh, I mean, I know that's off. I mean, that, that's just the thing I uh, thought of first when we brought up camp is that we we took 15 and three adults and the adults just did amazing. My wife did amazing. It's our first time at camp married. Uh, so it was, it was weird because you could actually actually hold hands at night. I mean, I know. Uh, PDA without, without being well, in trouble. I mean, you know, you know. As much as uh, I <laughs> personally, I'm, I'm not a PDA guy. I don't like yeah, yeah. public affection. I mean, the first time I ever saw you kiss was like whenever they said, go ahead and kiss the bride. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's me. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you get tired, you're just like, hey, and I would walk her to her dorm. And, and that's the first time you ever got to do that as, you know, you, when you're dating, it's not as like you can't be like that at camp because it's still not official. So, uh, <laughs> uh so yeah, so it was fun. Uh, Amanda did great. She did. She's always good with the girls. And the the thing about camp this year was that uh, we were stacked with middle schoolers. The first time, you know, when I when we started at Cedar Valley, there was no students. And then when we uh, finally built up, it was all high schoolers. So the uh, it was easier, easier high school. I think my me personally, high school kids are easier to have conversations with. Know that they know what what time to be where, and uh, a lot of these kids that we took, it was their first time to youth camp, so they're they were used to the structure of group leaders taking them to station to station, uh, not having the freedom of youth camp like Piney Woods gives them, so. Uh, it was a huge learning experience for all of them besides maybe two, which mm. they had been with us before, but mm-hmm. it was, I was nervous about it because it's middle schoolers and, uh, and after about a day or so, cause what got me crazy is, uh, they would ask, like they would raise their hand and be like, can I go to the restroom? I'm like, we're just sitting here like watching people play basketball. You can do whatever you want <laughs> as long as you're not burning the place down. And uh, a running joke in our youth group is that if you get in trouble, just say you're with FBC Elgin. And uh, <laughs> that's all I told him. I said, if you burn a place down, you're not with us. You're with FBC Elgin. Uh, and it's funny because this year FBC Elgin wasn't even there. So <laughs> uh, it was just funny. All the funnier, all the funnier. Well, you know, camp, uh, as as obviously, uh, if you've ever listened to one of our shows before, Jacob and I both have served at camp, uh, believe in the power of camp, believe that it's uh, uh, critical to to ministry and, and uh, just a tool in the tool belt that uh, ministers uh, can use to help their students engage with Christ, whether it's... Uh, the first time believer or whether it's a 
a baby Christian or maybe it's a mature Christian, camp is a place that you can get away from the world, check out for a little bit, maybe uh, remove them from a cell phone uh, for a little bit and unplug and connect with Christ. And so, you know, um, we, we obviously promote, promote doing that and, and being a part of that. And so along the way, we've obviously gotten to know lots of people and, uh, that's that's one of the amazing things about camp is you get yeah. to uh, to know folks. But uh, kind of going back to your experience, if if there was one highlight about the whole week, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of stories you could tell, but one highlight that you just can't get out of your mind, whether it was you personally or whether it was a student. Or let's go, let's go with let's go with the students first, and then you personally, because I think that's a two part question, right? Yeah. Uh... I don't want to take away from the students because, but I also want to highlight you too, because I'm, yeah. I'm sure that the Lord uh, spoke to, with you at camp too. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's, I think that's a, uh, a good way to put it both sides. And uh, so one of the things leading up to camp is, and I think every youth pastor or leader or whatever uh, going to camp, you're always worried about a few things. And one of the things that, I talked to Steve, or the senior pastor of my church, is that I'm I'm always worried about division, and that you know, it, we when you come from the backgrounds of our youth group, which comes from at least five different schools, five little towns, you know, it you don't know what to expect, and and the group that we had, they all came from, you know, different areas, different parts of uh, not just schools but parts of life and uh different ways of life and i i was talking to steve about before he left and i was like i just get this gut feeling that there's gonna be division between you know everybody and not in like a bad way not like like they're gonna be fighting each other uh, like gang fights or whatever but just because you know clicks like you know certain group go over here certain group go over here just because that's how your the friendships line up and i was worried about that and uh i started seeing it happen uh, on day not even a full day and i was like man this is how do i fix this how what do i do to do this and i talked to amanda about it and she she had a conversation there was, there was a few girls in the group that we we could go to and have that conversation with without worrying about them getting upset with us. And they, they, it, it just didn't work. The conversations didn't work with the students to say, Hey, maybe include them in this. Don't leave them behind. Uh, don't like, if they go to the dorm, don't fall, like go with them and have just be friends with them. And we were worried about, you know, how's that going to affect what God's doing? And so Tuesday, uh, it might have been, it might have been Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, the way Pineywood sets their camps up is that you break out, you go to uh, your power group, you get, then you break out into your family groups, which is all divided by your grade you're going into. Uh, so you're not associated with your, I mean, you're not with your church, so you're you're on your own. And then after that, all that, you go to your church group time, which is obviously with your church. And they gave us this material that we had to go through every during our, that certain church time that you know goes with every week, every lesson that 
the power group uh, people are, are teaching and your family groups are talking about. So it's just a big, you know, afternoon of discipleship with the same lesson, basically. And one of the things that we did was, uh, and I knew this, I, and I knew, because we, I, I looked over it, obviously, before we got there, and I was like, if there is any division, and if I do this lesson right, and God is present, and they, they feel that, this will make our youth group tighter than it ever has. And so it was two different things. And uh, the first thing was, so I gave them all a piece of paper. And they all had to write a question, that, a question they would ask God if he was there. And so they all wrote all these questions down. And I said, no one's going to know what, what, what you wrote. No one's going to see it. And they crimp, they put them all in this little ball and they put it in a pile. And then I let them have like a little paper ball fight. And then uh, I read those questions out loud to them. And uh, I would say out of the, the 15 or 14, uh, they all were asking, why, why is this happening to me? And uh, it, it, it breaks my heart to say that. Uh, and it's like, it, it hurts to know that these kids are matured enough to know that 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 what they're going through is not normal, and um, but it also showed that that the person next to them is going through the same thing, uh, and I and you could just see it. You could see once I started reading these questions off, you could just see how their faces were changing and how their emotions were changing, and that. Uh, they were finally turning to one another and realizing my life isn't any different than yours. It's just a different circumstance. Like, uh, and then after that we did this, uh, so I'd lined them up in two little lines, made a tunnel. And I asked questions, uh, like, have you ever been afraid to go home? And, uh, if you ever have, you go and you walk down that tunnel, uh, between everybody. And the whole purpose of that was to show that no matter what you're walking through, you, there's always somebody next to you. And uh, things that I wasn't expecting, like, uh, you know, trouble with your sexuality, uh, afraid that your one of your parents was going to hurt you. And these kids were walking down this tunnel and you could just see, like, I didn't, like, you could see, like, shock in these kids' faces. Like, I didn't know that person was going through this. Or, wow, I'm I'm not walking by myself, and uh, and from that day on, they weren't going to lunch or going to play gaga ball in their groups. They were going into one big group everywhere they went. They and they they said it on the last night. They're like, I didn't. One of the students say, said, I didn't know so many people were fighting the same battles I was, and so. Just that day, just that whole time that, you know, now, and I, I, I say this every time we have like a group thing like D-Now or every year at camp, I said, the most important people in your life that's going to most likely stay with you the rest of your life are the people in your youth group. Uh, because, I mean, for me, prime example is that most of the friends I have now, minus maybe one or two, came from the from some connection to my youth group. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Morgan, best man in my wedding, which got me in connection with Garrett, and uh, and then I 
I would say connected me to Highland Lakes, which connected me to you. And then uh, just the long list of things and the importance of youth group, it goes beyond just a Wednesday and Sunday. It's a, it's a lifetime of going through life with each other. And I, that just that one day changed the whole week. And I think yeah, it opened up awesome. some, their whole perspective of camp to allow God to work through them, not have to worry about, well, how do I become friends with this? You know, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I guess you can, well, I, I would say that's the, the student's biggest, you know, highlight. I, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, and then like they're, what they got out of the messages and stuff. Uh, but me personally, uh, was worship. I think uh, when you, you, you do what we do, uh, whether it's production or, minute like just leading ministry you don't get the opportunity to worship as much especially if you do like production like i do where you're teaching sunday school and then you go right into the live stream or running sound or uh, whatever you you're more focused on making sure that everything goes right and you miss the the worship and i was able to sit back and not i wouldn't say uh how would i say this not like physically singing myself, but to be able to sit back and listen to, you know, 800 kids sing worship and the way, uh, Mike Romero, if you haven't listened, uh, haven't seen Mike Romero lead worship, uh, lately, it is probably one of the best things I've ever, uh, experienced. And I, I talked to him, you know, Mike Romero and I, and you go back a couple of years and, uh, it was, I was, I was super stoked to know that he was, uh, a last minute fill in for worship that last last yeah. week, and, uh, and I was like, hmm. and then I mean, just the way he he did it, he a, a lot of times when you go to camps, these guys are, and I'm not trying to bash worship leaders, but it it turns more into a concert than it does a worship ser- service, and um, Mike was one of Mike, I'm not, and I I don't see it a lot, but he would basically start the verse, first three words. And then basically back off the microphone and let the kids basically lead worship. The students, I can't say kids, but, uh, and just to be able to hear that and experience that just knows, man, that, that's why we're here. And this is why we do what we do is yeah. for these students. And if you, sometimes you just need that, that reminder of these are why you're called to do what you're called to do. So, Cause when you get, you, sometimes you get wrapped up in your own life, your own doing the right thing, trying to like, Oh, I need to get more numbers or, you know, and then you, you, you get that opportunity to sit back and actually watch them do, uh, watch them worship and, uh, experience God in a setting like that. And just the way Mike did it. And I was, I, I sent Mike a long text message talking about how, how I never experienced worship like that. And that, uh, I, I didn't tell him good job because it wasn't him. And he, uh, it was just the way he, he basically used, he was a vessel from God to lead these kids to worship God. And he, I will say he, the way he did it was excellent. And, uh, I couldn't, I like, I'm like, dude, you coming back next year for a week too? Like, let's make this happen. And, mm-hmm. uh, Maybe get Mike Satterfield up there too. I mean, I'd bring them back together. The Mike and Mike show, man. That's the first thing I, he said to me when I showed up. I, I saw him standing outside. He, he has a whole new band, 
and he was introducing to me me to mm. him and he was like he's one of the guys that brought mike and mike together and so mm. I was like, yeah, I guess he's so. So back yeah, in that, the day, man, back in the look at it, look at this. For those of you watching online, <laughs> this is the text I got during camp from Mike Romero. Hey, will you send and, me that picture back? I I would like to. Yeah, see, see yeah, that. it's a picture of Mike and Jacob, and uh, right there from camp. So you, you know, and as we, I, I think I was talked about, um, you know, thinking about Mike Satterfield. You know how Mike Satterfield loves on people. Uh, Mike Romero does too, you know. Uh, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he's got my phone number, he's got your phone number, and uh, he's not afraid to send a little text or whatever to check on each other. So his, it's uh, his whole band good. like that. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm actually. Oh, there's a his banjo player is a youth pastor down in Corpus, uh, and when I get down there next weekend, I'm going to have dinner with him one night. And then uh, probably possibly go to church on Sunday with them. So, yeah, that's awesome, uh, man. I just got your picture. Cool. <laughs> I was looking for it earlier to show uh, that some of the students that wasn't able to go to camps, uh, like, do you remember Mike Romero? But uh, so yeah, so yeah, the whole group was great. Uh, they would, and this is something I don't see a lot out of uh, worship leaders. The whole band, every so. Pinewood has rec in the morning, and then they have discipleship in the afternoon. Every morning, Mike Romero's band and Mike would go out and start this giant wiffle ball game. And uh, I was I was just standing there one on the first day. He's like, "You play baseball?" I said, "Well, I mean, I will. I dab in it a little bit." Uh, I was like, I, "I do play slow pitch softball. Almost I used to. Obviously, just started back up, but." Uh, and he's like, "We'll get out there," and I, I was like, "I don't, I don't know." And then it just turned into this like awesome like. I was able to get, and this, don't take this the wrong way. I was able to get away from my students and interact with other students and uh, be, uh, form relationships with them. That from that day was like, you know, I spent three other days having the, already knowing like getting to know these kids that weren't mine and uh, having a good time with other students and my students but this that that wiffle ball game just you know you know you trash talk on the the, the field and you, you you're able to joke around later on like somewhere else when you see them like playing uh tether ball you're like oh you can't you don't got no hands like you did on the, the ball field and stuff like <laughs> that so a little, little bit a little bit a little bit of trash talk a little bit of trash yeah there was was one uh i think she was a leader uh she yelled easy out when i came up to bat I was like, are you kidding me? And then I ripped one right down, right over their head. And uh, and she got real quiet. And then every time I would see her around camp, I would say, easy out. Like, it was just, you know, one of those joke things you see, you get to do with other students and stuff. So it was fun. And my, I think like, that whole band just did a great job at camp, just yeah. doing, doing camp and not just, you know, worship. So Yes, 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 yes. That's good. That's real good stuff. Well, um, hmm. Anything specific you you want to share uh, share about camp that that maybe you haven't got a chance to cover yet? I will say Piney Woods has the best food uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've ever had at a camp. 
Uh, uh, well, I can't. I'd say Hide and Lakes was good when I was there. Uh, it got old when I was there, so I can't. It was good, but then you know when you you're doing the same meal every day, uh, it it gets it gets old. So it's not it's not as good. But Piney Woods had really good food this year. Yeah, um, I will say that they they really killed it with the uh, the the COVID thing. They were yeah. keep, they're keeping track of everybody, making sure that there was no like just, like even if you were like running like not even running a fever, but looked like you were sick. They were like, let's pull them out just to make sure, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, as That's far as good. I know, nobody nobody got COVID while we were there. There um, you go, but. Man, just the whole, I just, I really like the way Piney Woods d- does camp and the opportunities that they give. Uh, so one of the things I, so the way they lay it out is that you have shepherds, which lead the, what they call power groups. And that's where you break out into your grade, your, the grade you're going into. And then uh, you break out into your family groups. And that's basically like your the the youth minister and one other person like sponsor gets to lead eight or nine students in a smaller you know intimate conversation uh but at the beginning of the week they they ask for volunteers to be these family group leaders and i always go in thinking you know i don't know what i'm going to do i'm basically just going to volunteer when i feel ready to volunteer and the last the first year we went, I was actually a shepherd for the seventh graders. So I led like 85 seventh graders in the, in the message. And uh, either I did a terrible job or uh, they they didn't, you know, they found other people to do it. I've never been a <laughs> shepherd again. Uh, Stop which, it. Uh, so I, I've always been the family group leader. And I'm always like, hmm. I don't know where I knew. The last time we went was 2019, obviously. I knew I wanted to be a family group leader for the group going out, graduating. That they just graduated and going out. But the other years, I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to raise my hand when they, when they need it. And I, I did that this year. And uh, before I knew it, they went through the whole list. And the last group that they always asked for volunteers is the out. Uh, what do they call it? The mission break? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, I, and nobody volunteers for mission break. Like, <laughs> like, oh, crap. I'll do it. Had no idea what it was. I just knew that it's a it's something I've seen on the list every year. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And, I, and students are like, we don't want to go to that because it's just one group and it's, the thing about mission break is it's all age groups from uh, I think mostly high school, uh, but it's a it's a group that breaks out as the focus on mission work, and uh, I didn't know that. I mean, I guess I I did, but I didn't. It's not something you, you know, I wasn't ready for because you're right, supposed to, right. You're supposed to bring pants and you know close toed shoes. I had close toed shoes because I don't. You know, I don't wear my feet don't see the sun, so I don't need to be wearing flip flops at camp because then I won't be able to put shoes on. So, uh, I mean, I just like okay, fine, I'll do it. I was the first one to volunteer, and you know, I went into it. I and I don't, 
at this, I, I don't regret doing it. Uh, we, I, the mission break uh, group is a lot smaller. There's maybe 20 kids total. So I was able to have only four uh, students that were, that volunteered or were voluntold that they were doing missions <laughs> during camp. And just to be able to connect with four, just four students instead of the, you know, the 10 or 12 that I usually did, uh, it was awesome to see. And then on the last day of, of the full last full day in the morning, instead of during rec, we would, we all loaded up into a van and went, did uh, mission work at a church uh, in a small, in a small town, about 20 minutes down the road from the camp. And, uh, and I, I, like I said, I don't regret doing it. Like at first I was skeptical <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't, I just, I came here to relax. I, I didn't come here to, to work in the sun. Like I do every day, uh, uh, on the last day. So I don't typically swim at camps when I feel weird and too, it takes a lot to take care of this beard when it gets uh, a <laughs> beard. Like, and it, and people make fun. Of, I blow dry my beard. I I have openly admitted to the internet that I have I blow dry my beard when I. <laughs> and so when you try to do that in a dorm full of boys, they make fun of you. Oh um, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. But you know, they won't. They don't. They're jealous <laughs> of the beard, but they don't want to put the work into it. So <laughs> I usually swim on the last full day, like, and then I I, I sneak in there while everybody's doing rack and take care of those mange and. Um, uh, but I had to do mission work and, uh, as hot and sweaty as it was, I don't regret it. And, uh, I was still able to sneak in there and wash my beard after the, we, we, uh, we, so, you know, like on the edges of like sidewalk, not sidewalks, but the parking lot where the, the grass will start to overgrow. Well, they were having drainage issues because the grass was overgrown. So we went in there and basically edged the whole parking lot so the water would drain out of the parking lot instead of just sitting there. So that's good stuff. Your boy was hot and sweaty. My beard was curled <sighs> up because of the humid and I was able to sneak in. But like I said, and look at it. If you're watching online right now, look how, look how good it looks still. Yeah. I yeah. Put a lot of, I, I'm in the process of growing it out. Uh, mm -hmm. Typically I get it trimmed every two weeks, but right now I'm just letting it go. But just like I said, I, I don't don't regret one minute of it, and I I love the opportunity that I took. Uh, I didn't take, but I guess God volunteered me to do, and uh, just to connect with the four students I had. There's one student that was in Thrall, which is uh, you know 20 minutes from my church. She was like, "Come watch the rodeo," and uh, I was like, "Well, I'm doing VBS that day," so. Uh, Stay, still connected with them and uh, hopefully see them in the future. Uh, yeah, that's good. Just, chances are I'm probably going to do continue doing the mission thing. Every, that's good stuff. Every year, so uh, plugging in, I love it. Yeah, so I, man, I just I can't talk good en enough about the way Piney Woods handled everything. They were extremely understaffed, uh, and the staff they did have were high school students, and they still, I mean. To trust high school students to do what they were doing is takes a lot of faith, and they yeah did, they they did an excellent job, and um, I was able to talk to the camp director, and he he's just a good dude. First year I've ever actually sat down and had conversations with him, 
Mm-hmm. I, I get. I'm guessing this podcast gets me uh, out of my comfort zone to talk to strangers now. Because used to, I I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, there's camp director. Hey, hey, you know. And now we talk to strangers all the time. And I'm like, well, well, is this might be a nice segue for. And when we talk to strangers in the future, we'll be able to pass them a nice little business card. Business <laughs> card. <laughs> Business yeah. card. Siri all of a sudden just started talking. I don't even know why. But look yeah. at this. We have business cards now. What? We I'm came sure up with the business idea. card front and back. So that came up with the idea when we were I was at camp talking to all these youth ministers. Like, <laughs> oh man, how like you want to be on a podcast? And I was like, I don't. I, I can write you my n- number, <laughs> but uh, so I got to shove it back in that box. Hang on a second. Yeah, don't, don't lose any. There we um, go. There we go. So, you know, if if you're looking for a camp, and you're you're, I mean, anywhere, I mean, I guess it would it would be considered like a a central. It Pinewoods is like two hours northeast of Houston, and uh, uh, it takes us three and a half hours from Elgin to get there. And maybe maybe you're listening, and you're like, I don't I don't know what to take my students. I guarantee you, they will have a great time at Pinewoods, uh, no matter what. Uh, funny story, yeah. Funny story about they have tournaments, just like every camp. They have tournaments, sports tournaments. One year, I I uh, I, I I will sign up our church group to do things so we could win. And one year, I signed them. I I knew there's a girl that played high school basketball, and I was like. Oh, I know this girl, and she's about to dominate this camp. Not just the girls, but the boys at this tournament. And so I signed them up, and they went in and dominated the girls and won the tournament. And I was like, put them in the boys' tournament. This girl is – I mean, and the guys, <laughs> guys didn't want to have anything to do with her. She was – Oh, my gosh. There was girls. Awesome. She was playing so hard. And I, I was like – Hey Grace, you need to you need to settle down. And she's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, there, there's only two ways I go. I don't go, or I go all the way." There and you go. That's these, what I'm talking those about. Those girls though, quitting in the middle of these games. I'm like, "Hey, you bring that t-shirt. They give t-shirts at the. You bring that t-shirt home. I don't care." So it was fun. Uh, but I signed them up. So they had human foosball at Pinewoods, and uh, basically it's just like you know. It's basically they have like this caged in area that's set up as a foosball table and you strap your arms into these little poles that slide back and forth. And I was like, this is because, you know, we don't have the most athletic group right now, and which is fine. That's just the way things are. <coughs> but it's like this is going to be our easiest opportunity to to win. Three minutes. They were out of the tournament. They literally walked into the gate, the the fenced in area. They said first one to three. What? And less than three minutes, we were out. Wow. Didn't score one goal. (laughs) And I I told them, they knew I was joking. I was like, I've never been so disappointed in a group of people than I am right now. And I was like, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But man, I was like... This is like the one thing, or God, they didn't have Gaga tournaments, or I would have put them all in that because that's all they play, uh, and we have one at church. Um, 
at three minutes, dude, like less than three minutes, they're out of this tournament. And I was, I was so heartbroken. And I was like, and I get it. I'm, if you ever seen kicking and screaming with real feral, that's kind of like how I was like, let's go. Like, and then like just the disappointment and, uh, you could tell they, they could care less, but I was just like, this was our chance. Like the one thing this week that we could have brought a t-shirt home. Oh, oh, oh. So, well, brother, uh, I mean, I, just, I, I think just from just talking to you on the phone briefly. Yeah. Uh, camp camp was uh, amazing. Yeah, I will say uh, before we start going into closing, um, I went into the week with some uh, with doubt, really. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Because I I've seen these kids I, for the last year or two, and they they one they never been to the uh, a camp like this they never because most of these students their first year full year was COVID, and so they didn't get the opportunity to do the typical youth things that we do, and I had doubts that they would really engage not. Not engage in like not doing the things, but really engage in what God was saying to him. But man, I was, uh, I would say I was proven wrong. And I, I should have, I should have never doubted what God could do, uh, because it's God. God can do really do anything that he wants. And, uh, and just to, to see them, I, and I, you know, I talked about it earlier about the, the way they came together and, uh, basically became one unit i guess we should have played the gaga ball i mean the the foosball afterwards but you know whatever uh once they became a you know one unit but just to be able to see that and experience it to see the growth like the growth in less than a week it's just you know it was great to see and uh, like I said, I should have never doubted what God could do in the, in our group, but I, I did. I went in the week with some doubt, like, man, this isn't going to be fun. It's not going to be fun for me, and which I should have never said this is gonna not, you know, it's not, it's not about me, but you know, you still have, want to have some enjoyment while you're there, but, uh, it, I was completely wrong. And I would say, uh, out of, out of the, you know, four or five, six years that I, we've been going to Piney Woods, um. The, it's the biggest growth I've seen uh, in our group and and from middle schoolers. So we we hopefully and I pray that it continues to grow together. Uh, Amen. Even some of them, uh, some of them that didn't go that didn't go to our church uh, came and helped with VBS today. So mm-hmm. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it, I'm. I mean, it was a good. It, it was a, an awesome week. No matter what, so even if it did rain every afternoon, uh, but in the afternoon you're inside and it cooled off the evenings. So there you go. So yeah, um, good stuff. I mean, if you have any questions about camp, I I can talk hours about this, that that week, and uh, but you know we try to keep. Well, I don't it know safe. if we have hours. I mean, yeah, not I mean, to, well, at least tonight, not tonight. Well, we don't have hours. But if you if you're listening and you have yeah. If you're listening and you have questions about camp, between Jacob and I, we can talk hours about camp, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, let me let me ask you 
one funny story and your last song you can listen to. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'd have to think about it for a second. I guess I should Probably. have asked you earlier. Like, hey, well, man, I'm going to bring this down. You know, I think just generally speaking, uh, speaking of camp, generally speaking, funny wise was, um, you know, just always having fun with my coworker, Ira T. Ira, Ira T. T. And he was the director and I was the assistant director. And there was just always never a dull moment. And we would get on the radios during the summer. We'd have the Ira and Jeremy show and uh, Channel 2, you know, and yep. uh, we always had a blast. They wouldn't let us on Channel 1 because we talked too much and we talked silly. And sometimes we even would have drive backwards day and uh, <laughs> we would just drive backwards all over camp. And uh, we just we just had fun, you know. And, and that was something that we loved. And then there were a few days that Miss Judy doesn't know about that we went down to the lake and we just looked at the lake, you know, for an hour or so. And uh, But there were just days that there were like that. They were slow, so it didn't matter, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I do know what song. Something feels like it's in my hair. I don't know. What you don't have is. hair. Oh, oh, it was a bug because now it's on my computer screen. It's on my hair on the computer screen. You can't see it in this video, though. That's hilarious. All right, so I, the one song I did listen to, I was listening to this, um, like, adults hits on radio or whatever. Adult, I don't know what it was like. It's like Magic 95, but it wasn't Magic 95. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, and one of the bands that I loved in 2000, so 21 years ago, and I forgot the name of the band, I YouTubed and heard it on the radio, The Calling. And so oh, yeah. it's like wherever wherever you go or wherever you are or whatever or something. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. it was one of my most favorite bands ever, and I would like I played that cassette tape CD. Just kidding about the cassette. <laughs> yeah. I played that CD so much, and so sure enough, I had just like a reinvigoration of listening to the calling on YouTube. There's only like three videos, so I might probably have to end up buying it on Apple Music. But, yeah, uh, that that's that was the highlight of my week. I'm gonna tell you right now. So. Yeah. A little, little too excited. You want to share a story? You want to share your song? Did I ever mention about the time I was killed, Kelsey? Uh, I don't think you've ever mentioned it on the show before, but uh, I guess please, we should have talked please. about it. Dang, we should have talked about it when Kelsey was on the episode. This still, it's a camp theme. Bring it on. I still have the. I found. I have the video on my phone. How great this is! So, speaking of camp, obviously, when we worked there, every Opening day, I guess they would say. We would have these inflatables. And and out in the middle of this open field. So all the maintenance guys would run the, these inflatables. And occasionally the rec people would come in. Because the rec, they would do like the hype group. Like they would hype up the students as they would come in. And they would help move their luggage and all this stuff. And occasionally the rec people would come over, you know, hype up kids around the inflatables and stuff well kelsey and if you if, if you haven't seen all you probably haven't seen the video because it's not posted uh kelsey's not very big she wasn't very big then she's not very big now but she's wearing one of those donut things the little bumper things and uh chris price came around and he was filming the students he was he's was, he's was one of your guys doing the uh, video making and i said chris go stand over there next to kelsey you're not going to want to miss this <laughs> so I go like the other side of this open field 
And back then, and if you if you've seen me in person now, you're like, man, that guy can't run very fast. But back then, your boy was not this heavy, and he he could move. Uh, and I was I just booked it. I said, boom, hit her. And she did like two or three, like rolled three two or three times. She 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 wasn't moving. And she was about to get married that August. And I was like, oh, my God, I just killed Kelsey. Uh, oh and she was about to marry Morgan. And I, I ruined Morgan's life. She's not moving. She's dead. And I, I go, I roll her back over. She's laughing. Uh, I, oh, that's awesome. I thought I broke her. And uh, till this day, I feel that's, I don't have a lot of guilt in my life. That is one of them. Because <laughs> I thought <laughs> I, I killed Kelsey valentine yeah. before she became yeah. kelsey Adrian. Adrian. Mm -hmm. so uh last song i listened to and you might get a kick and you might not even know the song uh oops uh you might not know this uh the newsboys back the original newsboys yeah they played this song at camp uh on the last day they were playing throwback uh, songs at camp on the last day and i was like this is this is fire, and so I heard the breakfast song by Music hmm. Boys, uh, and I was like, "That's I I forgot about it. it, it it's the original News Boys, not with Michael Tate, but right you know, the the creepy with Peter guy. Peter yeah. something I think is his name. He's creepy looking, but I mean, still the voice of the News Boys back in the you know nineties and uh, oh, yeah, the breakfast song. That's the last song. And it's like they don't serve breakfast in hell. Uh, so it's well, now it, I'll have to, to look go, it up. Yeah, you Whoa. need to listen to it. Uh, <laughs> I might might put a little insert as we roll out to the, uh, the podcast. Just to, there you go. I don't know the copyright rules, but we haven't been busted yet. So it is not what yet. it is. So not yet, not yet. Uh, well, Jacob, you wanna you wanna do this again uh, another time? <laughs> you don't want to say next week. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I can almost for certain say not next week. Yeah, but, we're, uh, we're busy. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, you're leaving town soon. Uh, I play softball on Thursdays, and I'm leaving town Fridays. So, uh, hey, don't be mad at us if we don't have an episode out every week like we used to. But in the fall, we will get back on track. But summer, summer's just busy. So, yes, I will do an episode with you when we get a chance. There you go. And just a just a quick tease. We will be bringing the women's ministry women in ministry series back cuz we already we already have two ladies lined up. Yes. We just wanted to do this special episode with with just Jacob and I, but women in ministry episode uh I don't know. I'm not want to tease the number yet, but but definitely two more interviews with some ladies who are uh, doing some amazing stuff in ministry. So Oh yeah, I mean, Jacob. Yeah. Do you want to do it again soon? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors 2 podcast. Find us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to see our ugly faces, look for us on YouTube. While you're at it, give us a like on Facebook. See you next week. <laughs>